What's up, everybody? This episode of Yalabad is sponsored by Cali, a low-calorie ice cream brand started in Singapore back in 2018 by two friends who believe that healthy ice cream can be as good, if not better, than regular ones. So each pint averages around 300 calories and has only one-third the calorie count compared to your typical ice cream brands. Uh. Yeah, and there are seven flavors to choose from, from like vanilla to durian, even earth grey. So after trying them, uh, what's your favorite flavor so far? Uh, I actually really like the chocolate because, I mean... I chocolate stuff it's nice but this has dark chocolate which is my favourite but I'm not even a dessert person and I like it I mean uh, I'm not trying to parrot you or what but the truth is the chocolate was surprisingly creamy and if we did a blind taste test I would not know that it's a low calorie ice cream at all Ah, nonsense you just copy (laughs) you just copy okay what what would be your second favourite or is it chocolate all the way I think the vanilla is pretty pretty decent as well Uh, it it tastes uh, that one that one uh, I mean if you like vanilla I think it has a very interesting uh, taste to it too. Yeah, I think the other, the other flavor I tried that blew my mind was durian. Like I'm I'm not the biggest fan of durian, but but the durian taste is actually palatable and if you like durian, I think you'll fucking love it. La. And they name it quite quite cutely, right? Like Duran Durian. Like like you know durian, the, band, durian. the band Duran Duran if you're old <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh fuck, I didn't even get that. Oh shit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so there are seven flavors and as listeners of this podcast, you can get 15% off any Kelly orders from now till 31st August. And there is a promo code. It is M-O-F-X-Kelly. So M-O-F-X-C-A-L-L-I till 31st August. All right, you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram and hope you enjoy some delicious, healthy ice cream. And of course, enjoy it while listening to our podcast, which is coming up next. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. <sighs> another another week. So has it has hasn't been that exciting a week to be honest, right? In Singapore news, I know in the US there there was the presidential speeches and a lot of talk about that. But in Singapore, Singapore okay lah. No, I mean nothing, nothing. But but you think about it, the decoshing basically has rocked the headlines for the last few days. Then mm. and then I think there was the you know that video of the smash or pass video started making its rounds. Yeah. Uh, oh, it started making its rounds. Yeah, really? yeah. And and the, the crazy thing now is that a lot of <laughs> mainstream people, mainstream people who never heard of NOC or Tianhao are suddenly sharing that the transcript of the video and like, how can this be allowed? It's crazy. So, so oh my god! I'm talking about Fuck, people. I didn't in their, know that. Yeah, people in their fifties like say, I don't follow Tianhao or NOC, but I just saw this transcript and it's insane. <laughs> So, so oh it, shit! So it's just a transcript, like It's not the video, la. I know there's a duplicate video, uh, uh uploaded somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just the red transcript on Reddit, la. No, about yeah, about two days ago, uh, basically, uh, a post to the headline, you know, NOC YouTubers NOC and Tianhao. I am paraphrasing, but YouTubers NOC and Tianhao discuss which of the employees they want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then they, in there, they put the transcript of all the NOC girls that they talked about in the Smash or Pass video on Tianhao's channel from yeah. a couple of years back. La. And uh, guess, obviously, yeah. with it, that, I mean, that headline itself is uh, slightly clickbaity. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I think, but so if you read it without understanding the full context of it, it, it just feels really terrible. La. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I guess to give the context to people who are just hearing this concept of the video for the first time, right? The reason why I'm slightly giggling is because um, at that point in time, two three years ago, it was a it was a trend, lah, Okay, it was a trend on Facebook and on YouTube, and a lot of YouTubers were making this smash or pass videos, lah. And basically, they just it was like you know shoot Shaq Mary or like 
fuck Mary kill or something mm. it was just a game that you played with friends to talk about people who you may or may not know mm. and whether or not you would want to sleep with them like yeah. so i think in the noc tianhao decosh video it was for people who they knew not to say that mm. it, it it's any less creepy but even when that came out it was one of a trilogy of videos they did which was just very centered around other influencers like mm. we talking shit about them or talking about whether you want to sleep with them yeah. so it really when it came out it was like Ugh, do you have to do this because i didn't like the whole trend but now when you take it out of that whole context and put it out oh fuck it does sound fucking terrible and it i sounds i mean fucking terrible yeah the headline on reddit does uh, raise a point out that although yes you're talking about so called public figures influencers but at the same time, uh, you know, NOC was their boss lah. When you are an NOC girl, yeah. Ryan and Sylvia are your bosses. So that's why I, I don't blame the redditors for saying that. Yeah, which of the employees they want to fuck? But it's well, a bit, it's true, exactly. It's a bit yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's clickbaity. But if you think about it, smash or pass is essentially where you go through like a roulette of people you know whether you want to sleep with them. I mean, they kind of paraphrased it lah, but the, mm. the gist of it is the same. So oh fuck, it's. I mean, that's true. I didn't think about it, but I didn't know people were sharing it. I'm sure mm. the video exists somewhere. The video confirmed. Like, once you upload stuff on, on YouTube, it never disappears. Yep, but yep, it hasn't yep. reached like mainstream consciousness not yet, right? I mean, it depends on what you mean by mainstream. The fact that there were more than one more than one fifty plus year old person on my Facebook sharing it, to me it was like, okay, like, it's it's pretty there already. Like. And and plus but it, even my mother was like, asking me about what's this decosh thing? What's this decosh thing? <laughs> So it's like, when you reaches your mom, you know, you, you know, know it's something. It's uh. gone there already. It's mainstream media. Fuck yeah. like your Facebook, your Facebook echo chamber is just fifty year olds, is it? And your mom, that's that's I mean, just your Facebook echo chamber, I'll admit, I'll admit it, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not trying to be some young <laughs> punk, you know, creeping on or creeping on old uh, young boys and everything and adding them on Facebook, you know. <laughs> But, but your Instagram is full of like food videos, lah. That one I think food, is your food, time yeah, at food, being trendy, food, yeah, yeah. Food, but 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 this week also had that. Kids, yeah. Yesterday also had that that taser. The guy who got tasered at Esplanade Drive, mm. right? Mm. So but that one like a developing story, lah, right? The video yeah. is fucking ridiculous, man. The video is funny, lah. So I'm saying it's it's not. It's, it wasn't a, that quiet a news week. There's a lot of ridiculous things going on also, lah. Yeah. And I guess on on that note about the whole decosh thing, I think the the our the thread on our subreddit for that particular podcast was quite active, and we do want to address some of the comments that we we received. Uh, mm. but we'll do that in between the serious story for today and the goofy story. Yeah. Just so, just so I don't know why, but we're just doing it then. So just deal with it. But so what is but what? the serious topic of the day? Yeah. No. First, the plug. We have to oh, do yeah, the plug. Yeah, correct, we have to do the plug. Yeah. yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, I mean, we like it. Just blows our mind that it's growing so nicely. Like our fucking subreddit is going to cross six hundred. We're still number five or six, uh, in in uh, Singapore on the Spotify top one hundred charts. So thank you all so much for the support. And um, as we try and say whenever we remember to say it, if you find this podcast interesting, if you enjoy it, please share it with at least one person. That would help a fuck ton. Yeah. All right. Back to the program. So the serious thing, the serious thing. Uh, we're talking about the whole uh, uh issue when when a a business owner who had a pop up booth at Tanks uh kind of ran into some sort of um kerfuffle with the with the management of Tanks who told her part time staff who was wearing a hijab to take off the hijab to comply with the rules of having a pop up and in the premises of Tanks lah. So yep. she posted something on Facebook on 20th August, 29th July. 
oh, so fuck, that was a while ago. But it only came to light because I think it was announced that uh, the Tripartite Alliance of Fair and Progressive Employment Practices um, announced on August 18th that it was looking into this incident. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, there were some developments uh, that happened where I think uh, uh, Halima got involved, another minister got involved. And at the end of the day, thanks... Um, as of 21st August, uh, they allowed anyone on their premises to wear religious headgear. La. Yeah, and when you, say, when you say Halima, President Halima got involved, we're talking about she issued a, a fucking shutdown, a bit like how she did with uh, Okay, Let's Go, right? Okay, like, Let's Go. They said, she said they should apologize, and then, I mean, they apologized. La. So this one was like, yeah, there's no place for workplace discrimination. And then Tang's like, okay, yeah. okay, we comply. Being, being, being Halima quite fun. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean. I just wake up, you know what? I fucking, I'm angry about it. Boom, boom, boom. Facebook, boom. Yeah. And fucking, it just, everyone knows about it. Uh. Yeah. So in that sense, I mean, in that, in this sense also, I'm guessing that she got pummeled with a lot of requests mm. um, to, to, about this issue. But what I guess we wanted to talk about was, because um, this issue at its at its high level, if you look at it, yeah, everyone should be allowed to wear their own religious gear. There shouldn't be discrimination. But we wanted to talk about some other aspects of the whole thing, la, mm, Right? Yeah. Actually, first, when we say discrimination, right? Like, um, I think it's before we we put a label on the, the action and mm. everything. Um, do you do you think it was like discrimination, and why do you think it was discrimination to okay, ask so, someone so to, the way, where, to ask someone to yeah. because. I think before we just say what our opinion is, also uh, try to put yourself in the shoes of uh, the manager as well. Like. Maybe there's a very, yeah. uh, you know, Tanks is quite a high-end department store. I mean, it's been around mm. long tradition and everything. Um, yeah. And then they probably have their own do's and don'ts for for what staff can or can't do, like, right? So the, yeah. besides the head scarf, there's a whole list of other things that they also expect the staff not to do. Like, I think yeah. it was mentioned also that this business owner had dyed hair and they told her that yeah, that's not allowed. Uh, and uh, very, very small minor things also like um, staff are not allowed to eat uh, behind their pop-up booth. They have to go to the yeah. canteen and eat. So, so, so you the, can tell that the they, person, control, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. control the image of their staff a lot. Like. So specifically for something like religious headgear, why would it be considered discrimination as opposed to all the other things? Uh? Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I was using the word discrimination because that was what was being written in all the articles and mm. all the posts. Mm. But part of me was also thinking, is it discrimination because they are to me discrimination means you are singling out uh as a one entity out of many for for specific reasons. Mm. But in this case, I'm not gonna lie, it did occur to me like, is this is this discrimination? Uh or is it a rule that is generally applied to everyone mm. but certain headgear or certain clothes kind of like are uh, impacted more mm. which if that's the case then my first thought was like but that's that's not discrimination right mm. so so that was where I'm like oh fuck but it's but everyone here is like hashtag discrimination hashtag this one hashtag boycott thanks so so it did <laughs> yeah so that was where I was a bit conflicted and I know this has been an issue even in other countries when mm. France uh, issued the face the face uh, like you can't wear uh, full face veils in public mm-hmm. uh, they enacted it in 2011 I believe yep. um, and it caused a lot of fucking out- outrage yeah. so so that's the context of where I started uh, when I saw this article I was like hmm 
Okay, because like the rules you you put down, you mentioned, right? This was something that the business owner herself, uh, Ryan Anastasia Chin, and I'm saying her name because it's public, um, she casually put in her Facebook post at the end. I mean, her Facebook post was, was she was very angry. Like, and she said some of the terms in her words are like all black collar and pants, not even black long dress, tie your hair up, no colored hair, not even the darkest brown, cannot enter by main entrance, have to enter by side staff entrance, cannot eat in premise, can only drink plain water, no religious headgear, cannot have bag with you, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it does go down to the very details of it, lah. But so that's where I started. But what was your initial take when you when you saw this? Uh? Um, I mean, my I when you when you mentioned France, actually, is interesting because I think even in the two thousands, there was a beyond just the face covering head scarves, there was a lot of hoo ha about. Um, I think they banned all sorts of religious uh ornaments on students in France, lah. And um, mm. that was it extended even beyond headscarves to things like wearing a cross, a visible cross around your neck. Uh. So mm. like wearing jewelry, like a cross on your, you know, as a necklace or, or I don't even think earrings were allowed, but as a necklace also, that was also banned. Uh. But a lot of people said that um, necklaces can, you know, you can hide it under clothing and all that. But, you know, a headscarf, a hijab and all that, it's impossible to hide it under clothing and everything, right? Hmm. So, and France was trying to, I think they were trying to justify it a lot by saying that this is what we mean by secularism. La. Like, you know, we don't hmm. conflate religion with the state and, and vice versa. So, so there seemed to be a lot of arguments uh, for and against it. Um, but I think in the context of Singapore, la, where literally, I mean, like we're just talking about her, the president herself, her pictures are almost in every state institution like the walls of every state uh, institution uh, in Singapore la, and she is wearing mm. a, a tudung right so yeah. it's, it's kind of strange that they would mandate that their staff cannot do it because again you know these are adults these are this is like a, it's an adult workplace right it's not like children being forced to wear religious gear or anything la. so it does yeah. feel it does feel like yeah you are not allowing a fully grown adult to make their own decisions about what religion, uh, you know, whatever religious ornaments they want to put on themselves. Uh. Mm. Mm. So, 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 yeah, I do, so I, I do, I did feel like, yeah, it was a bit, uh, oh my God, that's a bit repressive. La. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a fucking stupid rule, but, but which um, one, what you think is a stupid rule? You clarify first. Because wait later, uh, wait later you can answer this. Oh, then, <laughs> then we have to get, no, we have to get tanks on board then yeah. they have to sit uh, opposite someone who did something that I call fucking stupid or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, this just feels like a rule that was, you know, like how it's it's always so blanket. Like, like I'm guessing, you know, tanks has been around for a long time mm. um, and I'm guessing at some point they just wanted uniformity la, because mm. apparently people in the, uh, um, in that are not customer facing can wear religious headgear. Yeah. It's just yeah. customer-facing staff cannot wear religious headgear. And you can imagine like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the big bosses were like, you know what, we just want everyone to look the same so that the brand is consistent, blah, 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 blah. And okay, they cannot wear religious headgear. And all. But to me, this is something that didn't evolve with the times. Like, because the more we talk about it and the more hearing you what you say also, I think, yeah, this is discrimination in the sense that it doesn't allow equal opportunity based on merit. Like, mm-hmm. um, sure. like, like it's just... It's, it's almost like, okay, the, the same person might be able to do the job, but the disqualifier, the thing that's preventing them is their headgear. Like, it's almost like, it like, would you say this is similar to jobs that maybe they specify 
they need some someone good in a certain language, even though there's really no reason, no explicit reason mm. for that. You're not talking to people in China, but they want a Mandarin speaker. That that's kind of similar, lah, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, but I was just thinking also, lah. What if it's uh? So how how is it, how is like the? I mean, it's like it's like asking someone with with dyed hair or or tattoos or what you can't you can't uh wear you can't have those lah, right? As a member of their mm. staff, um, would that be considered discrimination? Because okay, like dyed hair, I understand lah. Tattoos, would would you say that that's discrimination? No, oh, this one I don't know. <laughs> okay, so uh hmm, okay then now okay, just thinking of it. Like okay, I think certain things. If you are not allowed to do something based on stuff you cannot control, like your race, your ethnicity, your height, and all that, mm. that is a clear discrimination, lah. Right? Because you can't mm. change it. But now I'm just thinking, like for tattoos and for dyed hair, is it really discrimination? Especially okay. So in this case, I think there was also a miscom between this Miss Chin and Tangs because mm. apparently there was a briefing. But yeah. it was attended by some of her subordinates and not her. Mm. So, so then if it's the case where this was made very clear and they are very open, they say we will work with anyone, but we have these rules. Mm. Is that wrong? Uh, I think just having still- that rule, having that rule itself, uh, basically it will preclude. Uh, may, let's say Miss Chin uh, went for that briefing. She that means if she saw that ruling that oh you cannot hide you cannot have a promoter that that is wearing a tudong or hijab, mm. um, then then she wouldn't hire that person lah, right? And yeah, that's why maybe it's discriminatory in, in that practice lah, in that because of someone's religion, you are, you cannot hire them lah, right? Mm. But mm. one question mm. I have is like, uh, so how about turbans? Would, would a turban yeah, be allowed? I was thinking that know? also. Yeah. Probably not lah. Right? I think probably not. Like religious headgear cannot. So you yeah. probably you don't get any like uh, no six... Yeah, no concessions. Uh. Yeah, because so, I I know I know uh like last year I think there's a little bit of a hoo ha over uh racial harmony day because uh, certain primary schools apparently put out circulars saying that um yeah the the kids are welcome to wear the ethnic costumes to school to celebrate racial harmony day uh but they're not allowed to wear headgear as part of the as part of the the celebration so. Mm. Uh, supposedly there are some mainstream, more more mainstream interpretations of, of uh, of Islam that that say that you know only, um, only ladies in the once they reach puberty then they then they don the hijab or the the tudung la. so mm. it, it shouldn't be an issue. But some but some parents do uh, also choose to have their younger children wear the tudung from a younger age. Yeah. So that apparently did cause a little kerfuffle. Uh, around the, the the whole issue as well. Like. And it's been a very, like you say, like, it's had a long history. I think we've, people have been talking about it since the uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, and yeah, even on Reddit, I'm seeing like a lot of comments also are like, they're going to the history of, of all these debates as well. Like. So it's, it's not something yeah. simple that can be solved overnight either. Even with the president coming down and saying, saying like giving her- Laying a, the smackers yeah, down. <laughs> laying the smacker, the presidential smackers down. Yeah. <laughs> So so just to on a sidetrack, I believe the correct term is kerfuffle, not kerfuffle. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm thinking yeah, of it's kerfuffle. I'm thinking of uh potato chips, uh. That's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Fuck yeah, don't butcher the word. I actually really like saying kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. 
So yeah. anyway, back to your point. Okay, so one thing also to add, I think when you were talking about the the French ban on uh, face veils, right? Mm. I think they also talked about how it prevents identification uh, of identity of people, uh, You know, because you 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 can't. It covers the face, mm. so it's almost like you you can't walk into uh like say a bank with your with your like a ski mask or something, right? Mm. So I think for them the rationale was that okay, you it prevents it has security implications like we just made it a lot more serious yep. So I think yeah, I mean in the end they still went ahead with the ban. Uh, it was still controversial. Um, but I guess in Singapore because there's no like. Like even for France, as as far as as debatable debatable as it is, it's still anchored in something that's security. And you know, security people, it's true, like You know, you cover the face; it's hard to identify people. But for Tudungs, there's not even that. So it just feels like it was just okay. They want people to look uniform, uh, and that's the rule, mm. Which is why, if you look in the army, right? If you are a Sikh man with a turban, you actually don't wear helmets, right? Mm, they don't right. say take off your turban and put on the helmet. Yeah. So it feels like. In this case, tanks is just fucking archaic, uh, and it feels archaic because who the fuck goes to tanks? Like honestly, who goes to tanks? Mm, Probably I, older people, lah. I think you're speaking in your echo chamber again, lah. I think my echo chamber. <laughs> there are a lot of people who do go to tanks because there are. I mean, uh, as far as I know, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, this is not promoted. Already. As far as I know, tanks uh, does a lot of pop up kind of uh, stores, uh, like like what this person is talking about. And uh, yeah. they work with they work with uh, smaller fashion brands, for example, and feature them like right when you take the escalator and go up, it's right there. So a lot of for a lot of smaller fashion brands, it's a it's a very uh, much more cost effective um, way of like you know reaching a very big different customer base la. Like you say, whether it's older people or or richer people, or what? But the but the fact is that yeah, like, tanks has been around. Uh, I mean, it's the retail long. industry has been around for damn long, and and. When you know certain fashion local fashion brands I'm talking about get featured in tanks, it's quite a big deal for them also, lah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. then I, 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 what I meant to say <laughs> was that who the fuck amongst younger people goes to tanks? Like this one, I really believe it's mainly catered to the old people. What, what, um, what, what um, how, how old are you talking about? How old are you talking about? <laughs> I was just at Orchard Road like, yesterday. I, I was, I can tell you the age of the average person walking around <laughs> Orchard Road, lah. It was much younger than me for sure, <laughs> much younger than me. At tanks, maybe they were walking to tanks in through tanks to somewhere. Okay, so yeah. I didn't know they do that. Uh, I mean, the the whole pop up. I didn't know they they do that that often. So uh, I I stand corrected on that. Yeah. But I still feel tanks as a brand appeals a lot to the older demographic. I don't have any proof. I don't have any evidence yeah. of that. Just talking about your ass. Feels fucking old. Yeah, I'm talking about my ass. Yeah, and yeah, I have yeah. the right to talk out of my ass. Okay? No, but that <laughs> is is completely dismissible as a point already, lah. Let's move on. <laughs> 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 no, but FYI, like tanks was started in 1923, man. Fuck, it's 97 yeah. years old. Holy yeah. shit. So, I mean, but one one thing that did make me pause a little bit la, when I was walking around, I think Isetan last night. Uh, if you mm. go to the basement of Isetan Scots, right, they have, for example, mm. a very, they have what they call a Japanese section. La. And then when you walk mm. in there, I mean, you do your, your safety scan and all that. That's the, the contact tracing, all that. You walk in there and then, you know, you start getting people start like saying to you, oh, konnichiwa, and they start speaking in Japanese because it's meant to be like a Japanese market feel to it, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, in that case, like, I, I'm not even sure if those people are Japanese. Those people shouting at me and, you know, cutting fish behind the counter and all that. I'm not sure if they're Japanese. They might be Singaporeans, but they were forced to, you know, learn a little bit of Japanese and, and give it a, a bit of a performance kind of thing, right? So, uh-huh. 
if in that case, um, cultural appropriation. <laughs> no, 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 not cultural appropriation. But because they want you to imagine that you are in Japan and you are being served by Japanese and and not Singaporeans and stuff like that. And then they say that okay, we can only hire people that look like Japanese, i.e., mm. i.e., Chinese people or what lah. Would that mm. serve as discrimination lah? We can we only hire people for that performative aspect of of the shopping experience. But we only can hire you know people who look like Japanese, which is more likely Chinese people lah. Would that be discrimination? So automatically in that case, someone wearing a tudong or who has to wear a religious headgear, uh, probably would not qualify for that role lah. Would that be mm. discrimination? That, that's my thing. So I know I know we can say Halloween horrors or that, but I'm saying literally like tanks. Uh, Isetan Scott's like basement, the basement, the Japanese market. Would you be very well, offended? <laughs> no, you brought a Halloween horrors one because if someone has to play a zombie or something, they can't, they can't wear to a hijab or I a tudong. Mean, I mean, it's a very different <laughs> kind of ghost already. Like, it'd be hey, very confused you tell me, ghost. You tell me they can't be someone who was wearing a tudong who cannot be bitten by a zombie and turn into a, a, a hijab wearing zombie. You could, Dude, so that's where. But but it would be a bit less. <laughs> it would be a bit less scary because you'll be like, oh okay, I understand that this person is a Singaporean. Uh, is a Singaporean zombie. <laughs> <like that." laughs> Whereas, like you know, if you, you know, because Hollywood horrors, they have that. They have the no. kampong section. You know the kampong section, and what? then over there, I didn't know. Have, I didn't know. Yeah, they have like a section that's like in a Malay jungle, <laughs> Malaysia jungle, that kind of thing, like, And then like with the uh-huh. everyone's wearing like uh, ethnic costumes. Then that one would be very scary, lah. If the zombie come out and yeah, and everything, lah. But but I mean, if you went to the Stranger so Things section and then someone come out, comes out wearing a, a you know a religious headgear or something like that, then you'd be like, oh okay, that doesn't really fit in here. It will kind of spoil no, so the experience, right? No, so that's where is there? Are you saying that you're you're doing a public call out for Halloween horrors to be more inclusive? <laughs> like they have one with like uh all uh uh, uh all these Sikh men who have turned zombies with their turbans and all that, then you have these different sections like, because it's all about inclusivity. 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 Fuck that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, how do we get to this part? Uh? Because we're talking about, like, yeah, like, like oh, I yeah. said, the Isetan the, Scott's basement. Whether the nature of the job, yeah, right? Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's tricky, man. Because one could argue that you could very, help, very well have uh, a hijab-wearing Muslim woman who grew up in Japan who can speak Japanese. Correct, correct. That's true. That's true. Right. So, wow, fuck. Maybe, maybe anyone listening to this who works at a specific department in charge of hiring, they're like, fucking god damn it. <laughs> we, we, someone found us out like, shit, we need to change all our, our yeah. <laughs> requirements for a job. Because, yeah, that's, that's I guess, kind of true. Yeah. Like even, hmm, even like eateries that, yeah. let's say like, like Haiti Lao, la, for that, mm. there's the exclusive, I mean, because it handles pork and all, immediately certain, I mean, uh, Muslims yep. can't apply. La, and, and I think that, that I guess would be part of the job, mm. right? Um, but for something that is more subjective when it comes to just the ability to perform, and I'm like, whoo, I have no fucking idea, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, la, I guess even the no. ramen, ramen place as well, right? Like, Okay, you yeah. know what? You know how I think they, 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 the best way to do this is you make the applications open to all, right? Mm-hmm. So if they come in, if the person doesn't match the job requirement, I think you as a potential employer have every right to not employ them, right? I think what what reaches, what becomes a problem is when even in terms of applying, they're saying no based on certain mm. features, la, mm. right? Because an interview is that, what? like any employer can reject anyone who comes for an interview and there's never any bad blood. Uh, if it's rejected based on merit, like, and in this case, the job does require, oh, fuck no, but the job requires them to look Japanese. Eh? <laughs> yeah. 
No, but I mean, but you, actually, what you're saying is, is there some truth to it, like, In the sense that a person can come for a job interview, and then you mm. ask them, you know, this job does require, uh, maybe at times to to look like a certain part of that. Are you willing to, you know, take off your religious headscarf or or something for that purpose, ah, right? Yeah. Then then maybe yeah. at least that's like you give the person an option to, um. I guess you wouldn't put inside the description that you are looking for someone who looks like Japanese lah. Because that is obviously like a bit discriminatory lah, right? Yeah. Then yeah. what about what about if you are making a TV show? Uh? Yeah, I was just I was exactly just thinking of that lah. Like like if you need to cast yeah, you need to cast someone who's who's who looks like a certain ethnicity and all, then then that, that would be then that's that's where it gets a bit tricky also, lah, right? But then what I guess because ooh, I mean I know even when it comes to ethnicities and 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 race in casting, there's there has been a lot of uh drama in the past, like you know, when like mm. someone like Scarlett Johansson is cast as a Asian woman or something. Yep, so yep, I think yep. that one does have real implications. Uh and so what you're saying is that let's say if even for our TV show, if we were casting and someone came with a with a hate religious headgear of any sort mm. and they kind of said okay on set um they they let's say they fit the role but they they say they want to use the religious headgear would it be wrong if we rejected them based on that because i think i think yeah. i think it won't be wrong because part of making a show or something there is that visual component right and you yeah. want the character to 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 match la. yeah it is it is a performance right. and Anything that takes away from the performance is a, yeah lah, is a is a detriment lah, right? So so, so but then that's, that, that's but but that's where like I guess retail uh in this case like, you know someone who's just selling, uh, something uh, a retail assistant at a pop up store, uh, I don't think that there's a performative aspect to to that job also lah, right? That that requires mm. requires you to look, must look like a certain like a certain kind of person lah. So mm. so like let's say I mean when it comes to performance, you know those people at Uniqlo who are like unique welcome to Uniqlo <laughs> does that fucking annoying shit. Uh, yeah. what if someone has a lisp and they apply for it? Oh then would I think that's okay, uh. that's okay, <laughs> That's okay, la. But you're not you're not discriminating against pe- like people with a disability, eh? Uh why? As in you don't you reject them because of their lisp? Yeah, because they can't say that welcome to Uniqlo properly. But they are saying it uh, like they are, they are saying it how they would say it lah. Uh. It's not this. Yeah, but it's not not exactly proper. What right? I know, but if they are saying it like let's say they can't enunciate properly for whatever reason lah, mm. <laughs> and instead of welcome to Uniqlo, it becomes something else that is not yeah. the most understandable. Then the employer does have the right to not hire that person lah, right? E- are we just going into this this rabbit hole of ridiculous scenarios? No, I think like like what you said, I think the okay, the the like like Miss Chin, she didn't attend the briefing that Tangs did. So if Tangs had, had a very clear briefing for Miss Chin and then she had certain issues with certain things, then she could have at least raised the question. I think mm. the problem here is that she had no she seemed to have not been informed of a lot of these of a lot of these uh issues and that she had little to no chance for for real feedback la. like like for Uniqlo if you state very clearly part of part of your job is sales which means you need to be able to speak clearly and everything then they are free to reject people who don't not even a list or what but if your 
language wise you're just you're just not able to they say speak English very well or what right they have a right yeah. to reject you lah right yeah yeah uh, so, I mean wait I think the Wi-Fi <laughs> oh so <laughs> I miss yeah fuck okay, you guys you spaced out again. No, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Just like last episode. Okay. Guys, no, guys, we are listening remotely. I mean, yeah. we are recording remotely, and I swear, I swear, it's fucking Terence's Wi-Fi connection got fucked, and I missed out a few words. I was not spacing out. Okay, I was really trying to pay attention. You know, Unless Wi-Fi your voice is so boring, Terence, that I fucking really, literally, my mind shut down, which I don't know, think is the case. Wi-Fi is too I weird. Uh, I, I can hear you loud and clear. No issue. No, fuck you, fuck you. Because just now you you were talking so much, right? I I couldn't I couldn't say anything. Of course, you you think you can hear me, but you couldn't. So I heard you're like you're up till your last few words. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> I already, I already kind of forgot already. Uh. Forgot what <laughs> Something about speaking English. No, yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so I said, yeah. No, what I'm saying yeah. is that if they communicate clearly, what the job requirements are, and if the job requirements are that you are able to, you know, articulate and and speak English properly, because that is part of being a sales assistant, yeah. right? Then I think yeah. even not even talking about Lisp, but, but even someone whose English isn't that that strong. Uh, it's fair, right, to 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 say that okay, you're not you're not suited for the job, lah. Then that's not discrimination, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, okay, that's yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. But I mean, just just going back to the original post by the the OP of the the thing that raised the whole issue, the Ryan Ryan Anastasia Chin. So I guess certain things about the post also, I felt like hmm. Okay, so she literally said, so I just met with a very unfair discrimination with this department store. Everyone respects. They discriminated against religious headgear and implied that the removal of it is to uphold professionalism. Read this implication carefully. In today's context, their restrictions and bullying behavior is totally unacceptable. We need to call them out to make the necessary change. Boycott, thanks. So, I guess you could argue that her raising that caused the tough app to investigate and it did cause the overturn of the policy. But, would you say that what they did was bullying? Uh, And I think that's the thing. She, uh, because she was forced to shut down her pop-up store by the same, on the same day at 8.30pm and she mm. declined to reveal why and what conversation took place for her to do that. So mm. um, there might have been a souring of a relationship or maybe or, or something guess, yeah, yeah. happened along the way. So, her business hurt also. La. Her business was hurt also. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the fact that she didn't want to put it out there, I think yeah, like you, right now we are hearing like one side of the story um, and, and not the full picture. Yeah. Mm, right, maybe mm. maybe there guess, was an attempt. Yeah. At re- maybe there was some attempt from Tanks to, to to try and rectify the situation, but she refused to accept. I mean, we don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I I just saw some Instagram posts uh, of people saying that you know this is why it's so important that uh, people of the majority race speak up for minorities. Mm. Um, and it uh and it felt like um how you say, I don't know, like so. I guess it, it just felt like, I mean, because that person brought the reference of Black Lives Matter in and all that, and it was the whole majority minority thing coming up. Uh, when I do think, like, is it just this business being old fashioned and not updating the thing? Or is it is it a, 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 an extension of minority versus majority uh, uh, again? I don't know, man. That's a, it's a big it's can a- of worms when you start using the terms like that again lah you know like like yeah. i think more important for me is just that be more consistent and clearer with uh with if you have rules like that especially when they start they start touching on race and religion 
just understanding Singapore being a multicultural, multi-ethnic society, you just need to be a little bit more sensitive to these things. Uh. I won't say so much yeah. is about majority or minority rights no, and all these no, things. Because we reason, don't know who instituted the these rules also, right? It could have been exactly, it exactly. could have been a, so, someone from a minority. They maybe they consulted with somebody or what? I don't know, you know. Yeah. So I mean, so that's where when I saw that Instagram post, I was like, mm, because then I saw conspiracies of like how Tanks is overly Christian. And you know, it's about Christians wanting to sh- uh, shut down like Islam or like, then I was like, oh shit, like, um, is it, is that really the case? Or is it just something where, yeah, like what you said, maybe the, this was just a stupid rule that's been there for a while and just mm. needed to be updated, but it's yeah. not really anchored in, in the, in stuff that is being made out to be la, potentially. La. So, I mean, that hasn't gotten that much team I guess which is good because I feel if everything is it goes down the path of being that then it oh fuck it's it, it'll just cause uh more issues la, I feel and I think in this case Tangs was wrong to have this rule they rectified it and I think yeah la, it was a good discussion point but when it goes to like oh my god like the Tangs is overly Christian wanting to uh, silence Islam you know, I'm like oh shit guys uh, is it really the case is it really the case yeah yeah I mean I think everyone you need to be very careful about what terms you use as well these days. Yeah. Because they're all very loaded and they all mean different things to different people. And uh, in some ways also, if you, like you said, like bringing up Black Lives Matter to this thing, I think it's a, it's completely a different context, a different uh, kind of thing to be talking about la, versus Black Lives Matter. Uh, and then yeah. you're, you're, I mean, maybe in some ways that's also downplaying the seriousness of Black Lives Matter to Americans as well, la, if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. So it was just something like, oh, like exactly. I think that the 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 terms it is an a, a issue that she brought up that's right. But I just felt the terms was like, oh, okay. Um, I can understand like it, it was a very emotional post like, and it's good that it was investigated. But thank God it didn't just spiral into like like something that was a little more uh how you say uh, vigilant vigilante ish. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to tanks and like the doxing of tanks management and all this yeah. shit. And then the next thing you have is like. Yeah, people hunting down the management, which is a great segue to our next goofy topic as well. <laughs> but actually, before no, we thought, want to go there, we want to talk yeah. about the comments, right? Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, the sorry. comments on Reddit, yeah, but yeah. I yeah. thought that was such a so, great segue. When you talk about vigilante, then we talk about hunting. And, okay, <laughs> I mean, no, no. You, I think you still can. I think you still can. Can I, I have faith in you to come up with another segue. Come on. Of course, of course. Just, just throw us one, man. Like, no, segue into the Reddit. Huh? Like, you don't have a segue yet. The so I said, okay, let me just re- let me just re-say that. Okay, you know, vigilantism-ish. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been hunting us down <laughs> on our Reddit, our Reddit thread <laughs> this week as well because of our last our last uh, oh. podcast on the whole Dikosh saga. Poorer, yeah. One of your poorer, poorer segues. Uh. I mean, I just feel I, like I this one really, we already talked about chance. it. We already talked about this Reddit thread <laughs> thing, so it's not as exciting already. Yeah. <laughs> I have faith in you, Terence. Okay. But anyway, so the, the the things that we wanted to address, I guess, okay, so the last podcast we did uh, was talking about the whole Dikosh saga uh, amongst um, some other goofy topic. But the crux of most of the comments on our subreddit thread was, I mean, generally positive, but some there were some comments that kind of, um, I don't know, like insinuated that, that we maybe didn't like uh, condone his, his actions enough because... We are from the same circle, and I think some condone, people even mentioned you condemn, like, I mean, not not condone. Con- condemn, yes, yeah, condemn. condemn. Oh fuck, yeah, condemn. Yeah. Um, didn't condemn his actions enough because we are from the same circle, and also the fact that we might be friends with Dikosh, mm, mm. 
Right. Uh, so, but, but I think it's important to state that these are, again, these comments are, are there are only a few of these comments. Uh, they yeah, come correct. from first time posters to the Reddit. So not saying that we, we disregard them, but it's just that, um, you know, the, the I think the people who comment regularly, we do recognize, you know, you guys and, and we we know that you guys participate um, not just only in our, our own Reddit but other places as well. Uh, but uh, there are also mm. comments that come from uh, quite obviously first time commenters or what and calling us out and stuff like that. La. So I think uh, just context wise, we, it's not that we only address them because they they call us out at all. We actually do read all the comments la, and and we appreciate all the yeah. good ones and the bad ones. And it's just a certain inaccuracies in these comments that I think we want to point out, la, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so so certain things that they pointed out that was, was I guess, was right and I fully accept and I responded as such on a Reddit was when we were mentioning mentioning uh, Eden Ang in the previous podcast that we talked about Dikosh, I think, no, I don't think, I know I said he was the first, Eden Ang was the first victim of the Me Too movement. Yep. And someone rightfully pointed out that that word itself, like just like what Taryn said a few minutes ago about how words can be very loaded, can be have a lot of meaning, for me to use that word, yeah, now on hindsight, I think it's not the best word to use. La. Wait, but did um, you use that did you use that uh subconsciously or, or was it you intended to, to I mean, say it as such? I, no no I for for me, okay, he um he was the first one to to get um suffer the wrath of the Me Too movement mm. um in Singapore. So what I meant as a by using the term victim was that okay, um there was something that happened and he suffered from it. La. But I know that victim it's one of those words right now that, yeah, um, it does imply a power dynamic. And in that case, yeah, uh, I don't think that was the best use of that word. La. And I mean, like, I am going to say stuff that uh, might not be the best thing to say going forward. And all I can say is that, yeah, if you point it out and I, if I agree, I will acknowledge it. La. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to change the way the way I talk or anything. But in this case, I just wanted to clarify um, because there was someone else who also pointed out that when... When we spoke about Eden Ang, we didn't we didn't include the point that his charges were actually cleared by the AGC, AGC and which is the associate uh, associate general Ge- attorney general's chambers and the Singapore Police Force, which mm. admittedly I wasn't I wasn't aware of. Mm. So I, I guess that point uh, raised by that person made me think about a certain aspect that that person uh, mentioned about how as public commentators do we have the responsibility to make sure we fully represent the people we talk about um just so that we're not we're not uh we're not just building on the clickbaitiness of their of their personas la. Mm-hmm. so i think in my like how i would respond to that i don't think we have the right we don't have the responsibility to fully represent the anyone we speak about but i think we do we should not misrepresent them la. And to me, there's a big difference. Like if someone, if I were to talk to someone, I can't fucking fully represent their whole being and who they are. But if I state something, yeah, like I think just to make sure that we practice what we preach, we should also be aware of of things that could shape shape, shape the narrative of what we what and who we talk about, mm. But but what do you think of that, uh? Actually, how do you know that the AGC and SPF have dropped the case against Eden Ang? I mean, if you Google it, that's uh, that was what the. The 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 initial poster Lilith Lith, uh, she revealed that she was informed that the AGC and Singapore Police Force dropped the case. Yeah, so I mean, I'm seeing it oh, on the independent.sg. But oh, you mean there's some? I mean, I, some I, I I don't see it in other places. 
Like I would have assumed that because this case was so big in 2018 that we would have heard more about in it. In 2019, la. right? Yeah, that we would have heard more about Eden Ang being cleared. But yeah, there wasn't re- there wasn't very much news about it. La. So in a sense, I mean, yeah, la, I also wasn't uh, aware that he had been completely cleared of, of all charges. Um, seems like, I, I guess... I guess in that sense, it's uh, I'm surprised that they didn't get more more media coverage such such that everyone yeah. would know unless, about it. Uh. Unless there's some some element of that also being inaccurate. Uh. Mm, Fucking yeah. hell, no lah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I say it's okay since she said that that he was cleared and she's the original accuser. I would I would say probably probably is the case lah. But um, yeah, yeah, would have I would been assume, good if the if the media did a bit more. A little bit of homework about it since they reported about the initial case quite a lot, uh, right? So that's why the whole Eden Ang thing really feels like there's still a lot uncovered there, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Correct. I mean, for him, he was it was such big news in 2018, uh, mm-hmm. like March 2018, and it took a year, but um, yeah, like what you said, there wasn't that much news, and even to find this, yeah, you you don't find it on the on the mainstream uh, uh media outlets and the independent, but like what you said, I think. The fact that the original poster posted about it, I guess, has some weight, and, yeah. and so so the person the person who posted that on comment, if you if you know of any more credible sources that have that, fuck now like, okay. So at what extent do we fucking d- decide research is real or not, man? God damn it! No, I mean, like we can take we take it at its face value that apparently yeah. it's real. It's just that, uh, yeah, like even going to Eden Lang's Wikipedia page, wiki.sg page, I I, I see nothing about. You know him being cleared of charges and all that, which is, which yeah, is kind of strange. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, and and uh, uh another note was um something about how you know maybe we should have spoken less about the individual and more about the victims. Hmm. So on that note, right? I mean, there's no way whatever we talk about will ever cover everything. Like everything, hmm. we also because then then it would be, we're we're not going to do justice to every aspect of the case and. Well, I think that was the angle we took because we we felt that we are coming from the same space and um just to give whatever insights we have from that space like so I think to a certain extent there will always be people who will say that we don't cover this we don't cover that but we're realistically not going to be able to cover everything so so I guess what well, my my point was that like that that ultimately there's an editorial angle and that was where we were coming from like but but what do you think of that uh? Uh yeah, I mean we what we can do is uh yeah la, we can try to subsequently address uh these in maybe in the show notes maybe not specifically in uh in 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 uh in the in podcast itself because like the Eden Ang thing yeah. it completely did not you know wasn't the news and it wasn't really covered other than by the independent article that was there so so it's oh, no, a bit I'm tough la, the, yeah. the the aspect about uh someone saying that we should have spoken more about the victims rather than the individual. Okay, I was just talking about aspect of us being able to cover everything, la. Like you know, oh, okay, uh, like, okay, okay. Like, like I think yeah, la, Definitely, we are concerned with the effects that that harass the alleged harassment has on on people. Uh, and, yeah. and maybe it's a good thing to to point people to resources if 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 they yeah. if they do encounter situations like this, la. Right. Yeah, I think I think like initially, okay. If I say from the editorial angle, yeah, then we're not going to be able to cover everything, but. Um, I I think you know part of like how we have mentioned in the past that if you have a platform, if you have people listening, you if you can put it to good use, why not? 
So on that note, I agree that yeah, if we talk about topics where there are people suffering the conse- from the consequences of it, um, yeah, why not use our platform to to uh, issue some help lah, um, uh, or to to point people in a direction that they can get help. So so yeah, so I mean, I guess it's something for us to also be cognizant of going in future when we talk about topics that are that that do do have repercussions on on individuals lah. So in this mm. case, and that's where I guess um. Like when Jade Rasif spoke about the whole decosh decoshing and made a blog post, yeah, she did something that was that was good, la, Which is what I'm gonna uh, include the details of now. It's basically helplines for people who have been uh, victims of sexual harassment. La. There's a Uga Chaga, which has a helpline. Uh, there's a WhatsApp number which we will put in the short in the show notes for women. You can go to Aware or SACC. They have a befriender service mm. and they can talk you through the process or even follow you down to the police station. And wake up! Singapore has a lawyer who is kindly offering legal help. So those are just three of the resources that that um, are out there. There's a lot more. And if if anyone has any other resources, yeah, you can put it in the Reddit thread and all that. Because yeah, it is an important topic. And if we can help alleviate the problem as well, um, yeah, then we will do what we can, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, I guess a, a, a huge thank you to everyone who continues to comment on our posts. Um, as we have always said, we do read through them and when we respond it might take a while but we will always read your comments like and if yeah. we respond uh, and as a healthy debate all the better yeah and i think one of the i used the word inaccuracy earlier la, and um part of the thing was that basically there's a bit i see a little bit of a broad strokes um you know painting all influencers under the same umbrella also that um you know we're all looking out for each other and we're all friends and things like that and uh, I, I guess this is a whole discussion for another podcast or something like. But the, mm. I mean, the influencer space itself isn't isn't the most <laughs> isn't the most like cohesive. Like everyone's like kumbaya and happy with each other kind of space like. And yeah. we know it because we've been yeah. in it. we've been in and out of it for like a few many years now. And then I would say we we actually stay out of the drama more often than in the drama. But um, yeah. there have been multiple instances of a lot of drama that we know not about that we don't even talk about and things like that. So. Yeah, to, to just say that, you know, yeah, you and Nathan Hatono and the way you all treated this issue with a lot of clemency, I'm like, no, dude, it's so different, man. Nathan Hatono and, and Dikos probably go way back. They have heart-to-heart conversations and stuff like that. And yeah. I definitely can't say the same for us and Dikos or what. Not saying that we never worked with him. We don't know. We know him and that we've been in meetings with him and stuff like that. But but it's, it's a different level and it's very hard for us to... I cannot sit there and say, oh, we are friends because we really hardly hardly ever had a yeah. conversation outside of and, on set and, la, right yeah and this is not like a Narelle and Syashwe on set not friends and all that like even for in that case I think Syashwe did say that they were on set for 30 days and they had long conversations like whether or not that defines a friend or not is one thing but yeah because he appeared in one of our videos and I don't consider him as a friend um, more like a acquaintance like, because we are in the same industry mm. and, and I guess yeah like the whole thing that even people even if they appear like friends in photos and cameras you have to understand the media is is it's very superficial to a certain extent like, and they are legitimately people in the industry that I do not like mm-hmm. right and not everyone is friends with every, everyone else so I guess maybe maybe just to, to yeah to understand that yeah that, that not everyone uh, kind of uh, has similar relations uh, because the industry is actually quite political, quite fractured. There's a lot mm. of clicks here and there mm. and we just try our best to focus on the content. Yeah, so, so I would say if if you really wanted 
a friend's perspective. You know, listen to Nathan Hartono's podcast and then he can, you really understand what it means to be like a decautious friend right now. Whereas our, our yeah. perspective was really from a much, uh, much, uh, much further distance. Right? It wasn't, we really don't really know the, the person, Daryl Koshi that well. So I uh, guess <laughs> I think it's important to clarify. And we're not saying it in a sense of like, oh, I, I don't know him, you know. I'm absolving myself of any relation to him. We say very clearly, we have worked with him before, uh, but that's just the extent of, of our relationship yeah. with him. And, and, and I think it's why we are we are saying this is because it, it really shapes how you perceive the stuff that we make. Because if you like assume that we have certain relationships with the people we talk about, then yeah, like it might not be the most objective uh, understanding of what we're trying to get. Like. So, so I mean, we are guilty of it uh, sometimes as well. We're all human, but just wanted to put it out there. Like. And I guess what I was going to say is like, maybe the determiner of whether you're friends, right, is how many Instagram photos you have with that individual. I think we have one with Dikosh because we took it at the end of mm. <laughs> the shoot. Mm. But I think you need maybe like five with maybe four people or less to be considered a friend, uh. Five but, photos or four people or less. Or, or, or if interview on a podcast, you consider friend. Uh, you sat down ooh, and had like I would two, say, an hour, two hour conversation. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, would yeah. you? Uh, I think we put it out there before. Like, we're not sure if Narelle considers us friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I, mean. I think Sashre considers us friends. Okay, yeah. Sashre yeah. considers us friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, True Love Is considers us friends. Sean Fu considers us friends. Actually, I don't yeah. know. Like, I think so. Like, I hope I, so. I hope so. Um, like, I hope so. If not, I've got very few friends. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> the podcast but now, is, now the fact... The podcast is <laughs> only way to, my only way to get friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now the fact that we said True Love Is uh, dot coms, uh, True Love dot Is sees us as friends also might rile up a few feathers. But yeah, we are... Like it's just it's just it's just a whole weird definition that I think we've been rambling on for too long. Uh. Yeah, yeah. We still have one more topic to talk about, dude. The goofy yeah, we topic. Do, we do. Correct, correct. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's but it's quite a because since we're talking about uh, like we're talking about you know pork earlier, and then uh, the handling <laughs> of pork, and also after that talking about vigi- online vigilantism, yeah, uh, vigilantes, and you know hunting down people. It's a very good segue. Uh, That's a very good segue to what our goofy topic is. <laughs> which is, which is what, Terence? Now you've gone, you've gone the distance. Carry on, my friend. It was the event that was supposedly going to be organized by Circles Life on the hunt uh-huh. for wild boars in Salita. And what about it? Eh? So basically, uh, Circles Life. I think they have, and since the circuit breaker started, they they had this new platform called Discover, right? Discover mm. Circles mm. or something. Uh, where yeah. they, they, they list events there. Like, I think you can sign up for, uh, and for the events and it's, it's a platform to to sign up for events and pay for tickets and things like that. Um, so one thing that they listed recently was the the hunting of wild boars um, in Salita. So in mm. Singapore, um, wild boars, they are, they are actually roaming around like Singapore. Like if you go Coney Island or something, you'll see a lot of wild boars. Pulau Ubin, you'll see a lot of wild boars in the jungles. Uh, but Circles mm. Life, they they organized a um a wild boar catching event, and they they you know they even had like a uh, collateral done for it, and they said that they would um they it claimed to be the very first of its kind in Singapore and it will be a full day hunting course around, uh, surrounding Upper Silita Reservoir to help catch wild boars that are native to Singapore la. and uh, led by highly experienced hunting guides they will guide participants through the entire process from prepping mm. to stalking and hunting so mm. uh, but a week prior to the uh, supposed event Circles.life cancelled it 
and they posted a Facebook post revealing that uh, it was a prank and it was actually mm. part of the the publicity stunt. It was a publicity stunt for his, the launch of his Discover Fun platform. Uh. And the post ended with the caption saying, uh, we love wild boars and we will never do anything to hurt them. <laughs> and then there was a lot of... Um, actually, there turned out there had been a lot of... This, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, criticism from people, you know, from activists, from... Um, I think like the president of the Nature Society Singapore, Sean Lam. Yeah. He he you know he spoke on a forum letter. I mean he wrote in a forum letter published on the Straits Times, and questioned the need to promote hunting of wildlife in a protected nature reserve as part of a marketing gimmick. Uh. So yeah. I mean, uh, what do you think of this whole kerfuffle? Ker- kerfuffle. 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 So I guess I mean. Circles.live has a history of pulling out, uh, pulling pranks that can be controversial, but get them a lot of publicity. Like. I think even for this Discover platform, a few weeks ago, they they had something about like these fake summons that they put on cars mm-hmm. that had a QR code to point people to the Discover platform and all that. But in this case, I just felt like, um, okay, what are the rules against hunting wild boars in Singapore? I think you, you can't. Like they are... I think they are. I mean, firstly, you, you can't go into a protected nature reserve and 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 pull out, go and hunt wildlife there, lah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, then then I think it's it's fucking stupid, lah. Uh, because like wait, wait, but can you okay, give like, a bit of disclaimer? Because yeah, I know uh, the truth is I know Ministry of Funny. Getting, yeah, yeah. I just want yeah, to uh, like later we get it again. Oh, how come you never reveal this thing? Okay, okay, but but yeah, put it out there. Never what? Never what? Never what? Never reveal oh, yeah, why that, that we've, we've worked, worked with before. Circles Life. Yeah, we've worked with Circles Life dot uh, uh before on a video. Um and it was called I think Wi Fi prank in the C B D where I basically borrowed Wi Fi from people and then uh shared it with the world. So so yeah, that's the context. And and I think in this case, like I actually like some of their their uh pranks in the past. But this one, because it is clearly violating a law, right? Which I assume to be true also, like I don't think mm. it's it's similar to like, you know, <laughs> There's this rule where you can't take the mangoes from the trees in HDB estates or something, right? You can't, Is right? it? I don't know. I, I never heard that rule. Really? You never yeah. heard? Uh? I, I never heard Okay, that. so that one, I don't know whether, but I can imagine the wild boar thing. Um, actually, as as we talk now, um, um, I think if it's clearly violating the rules, then, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's unnecessary. Because then... It, it just... It, it feels like it could be a better better campaign. Um, mm. right and 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 I think this is ultimately poaching like essentially right and just mm. a quick Google apparently poaching of wild boars does happen uh, in Singapore and even a wild boar trap is considered illegal like it was raised in parliament before uh, the whole issue about wild boar traps and all that so for them to do a campaign about that I just felt was was dumb la. yeah I mean uh, because I think I think I mentioned before, like Singaporeans' relation relationship with wildlife, we seem to have forgotten that this island was once entirely covered, you know, as a jungle and everything. So yeah. certain things like when when snakes appear in urban estates and things like that, you know, like we get people writing in saying, "Oh, it's so dangerous, and we need to return them to where they came from, and they shouldn't be in urban estates." But but the truth is, we were the ones who have encroached on their original territory, lah. I mean, yeah, lah, their yeah. wildlife and where humans all that correct, but at the same time. Uh, I think it's important to understand that, uh, yeah, the, the the context of how we built up this urban environment and how, um, 
you know, like a lot of wildlife is forced to adapt to these changing circumstances, lah. Even though they 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 they're not as uh, they're not like us humans who can adapt very easily, lah. So so yeah. just I mean just uh, of the uh, like a slight tension, but a recent thing that made me quite sad was, I think um there were a couple of sport fishers who uh caught a giant uh stingray in Singapore oh, waters yeah. recently, and it was yeah. a very um, it was a very rare kind of stingray that you don't just find everywhere, like It's a, it was um, it's one that had this yellow and black patterns, a bit like a leopard, yeah, right, yeah. There, right on the body, yeah. and it yeah, was like yeah. um, it's huge, uh, It was the size of like I don't know what, like maybe a, um, when uh, like almost as tall as almost as long as a human being and everything. Mm, they mm. caught it off a Badok jetty and then they, um, yeah la, they they put it up there. They fought it. They fought it for three hours to get it out of the water. Put it on the floor. Took pictures of it, and after that, they basically cut it up and then distributed it amongst themselves. Plus, gave mm. it to people as food, uh, You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's just yeah, like, To me, it was a uh, a bit sad. I mean, uh, you can call me a bit of a, a tree hugger, whatever. I mean, I go diving and all these things. So seeing one of these animals in water is a very yeah, like, It's a very uh quite majestic, quite rare experience. So to, to to see the animal get, I mean, I don't mind that they, I mean, they're spot fishing and they catch the thing, take photos. But after that, you know, cutting it up and then distributing as opposed to releasing it back in the water or something, that, that was a bit a bit tough for me to but, swallow. La. But what is the rule against fishing in Singapore? Because in some way, like if you're fishing in waters, isn't mm-hmm. it the same as killing in public parks? Uh, I, because okay, sure, there man. is a, a like, a, like a, like there is a wild animals and birds act and it's an offense to kill take or keep any animals any wild wild animals without a license the penalties mm. are like a thousand dollars per wild animal or bird and the animals will be seized and then under the parks and trees act anyone who captures or displaces an animal from a national park or nature reserve without permission can be fined fifty thousand or jail up to six months or both mm. so so then it feels like oh shit um what about open waters uh? is that is that just a too big a place to regulate yeah, I I don't know because I know and parks uh, responded to the whole that whole stingray thing by saying that yeah protect to protect the marine biodiversity they have designated areas like Sisters Islands Marine Park blah 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 um and Coney Island Park is like and a few other places are uh, no fishing areas and people can be fined for fishing in these no fishing areas lah um mm. so I'm not sure man if this uh oh, no, actually, jetty okay, was part under- of it lah. Under Singapore National Water Agency, right? Mm. Um, okay, they say since 2004, PUB has progressively opened up its reservoirs for water sports and activities, blah, 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 including fishing. So yeah. there are designated fishing spots which are just just on this list, Bidok Reservoir, Jurong Lake, Pandan Reservoir, Kranji Reservoir, a lot of the reservoirs, but you also have Geelang River, Kolam Ayer Waterfront, Belton Canal, Rocher Canal. So I think, yeah, you can only fish at designated areas and I don't know whether Bidok Jetty falls under that. So, so, when you say uh, who posted NEA or PUB? Uh, no, NPARKS. Oh, NPARKS, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think, I think yeah, illegal illegal fishing actually is a thing in Singapore. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, and I think that this particular breed of, um, this, this leopard, it's called a leopard whip ray, is a classified as a vulnerable and threatened species under the International Union for Conservation of Nature. Of course, I don't expect the the people fishing to know lah, but at the same time, wow, when you see something so majestic, it's your it's your first instinct to cut it up and eat it lah. That's why. 
That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So, so I mean, I bring all this up because uh, I think it's important that... Oh, that, fuck, uh, it's vulnerable. Uh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, no, I bring all this up because I think it's important that we, you know, uh, we acknowledge that Singapore is not just this urban environment that is devoid of of, of nature and, and animals and all that. I mean, you see the otters, they go around and they're eating koi and everything, but but actually they're just trying to, yeah, like, they are essentially just trying to survive, like, right, in this urban environment. Um, and it's unfortunate that they eat people's $10,000 koi, but it's just, I mean, they eat fish, like, what can you do about it? And and we kind of got to learn to coexist with this with, with this wildlife in our in our environment as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, putting out putting some uh, marketing gimmick out there that oh you know we're going to go together and kill and kill wild boar for for fun. It's kind of a uh, I feel it just uh, makes light of all these attempts to to educate Singaporeans about the importance of wildlife in our environment lah. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Now yeah. reading about the scenery because I saw it, but I mean, even someone, uh, Samantha Lee, she posted a lot of details about her research in terms of the fishing regulations in Singapore. And her point is that, yeah, like Singapore's regulations around sport fishing is not as developed as other countries. And maybe it's about time we do that. Lah. Because yeah. if they already have laws that protect the people, on, I mean, the animals in parks, why not have it for the waters? And yeah, fuck, this, lap- this stingray is fucking gorgeous and it is a protected thing. And yeah. the fact that the people who caught it were posting on Facebook also means that there's a big education gap like there. Mm. Holy shit. So, God I mean, uh, to kind of bring it back towards the wild boar thing, um, I have personally, when I've gone to Coney Island, for example, right, and driving around the area, I have seen um, people actually go there with, like, with bread, right? Like, with, with stocks of bread. And then they stand, like, uh, maybe across the longkang from from the, the jungle of Coney Island. They throw bread you know, into the jungle because, and then the wild boars start coming out to eat the bread, you know. Like we're talking about gardenia bread and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah. at first I thought, oh, this is quite cute. It's like, it's like feeding the wild animal. Then I'm thinking, wait, wait. But that means that the boar will start being trained to approach humans for food. And and we all know where that, where, how that usually ends. Uh. If you look at the monkeys at McRitchie, Every time you go Marichi and then if you're carrying food, right, and then you see a monkey, uh, good luck to you, man. Because yeah. okay. the monkey... <laughs> Monkeys in Marichi, if you haven't gone hiking for monkeys in Marichi, they fucking know how to unzip your bags. That's how crazy it is. Uh. We literally encountered yeah. that when we were doing some, we were just like shooting some photos and stuff like that ourselves. Uh. So so it's yeah. like, it's really no joke if the wild boar starts thinking that, oh, I see a human, he probably has bread or food or something food. like that, if I'm very hungry. Uh. And wild boars have been known they can charge at humans when they feel threatened, things like that. So, uh, human interaction with wildlife isn't always a very good thing to encourage, la. Mm. Like, I know it's not. It's not a good thing to encourage, la, Basically, yeah. Maybe maybe the fucking wild boars on a low carb diet. Then you give it bread. He's <laughs> trying to lose their, weight. He's trying to lose keto weight. and they're they yeah. they're trying to lose weight and all that. Because wild boars can go up to 140 kg, man. Yeah. And wasn't that, that to be cognizant? I think there was yeah. this teacher that got, got charged that by a wild boar like last year or something like that, right? And then she ended up the bloody. Teacher. Yeah, a teacher got charged that by a oh, wild boar. Yeah, and then she ended up bloody because yeah, like she got. I know she got gored or something like that, lah. I mean, wild boars can be fucking crazy. I mean, I remember seeing one or two in the army and they are huge as fuck, uh, man. Correct, correct. 2018, 2018, it happened. August 2018, which is, uh, yeah, about two years ago. They say wow. um, a woman was hurt in an encounter with an animal near Pongo Secondary School on August 28th. Mm. And it, the wild boar came from forested areas at the end of Pongo or Coney Island. So yeah, she charged at the, the wild boar. I mean, the wild boar charged at the... 
the teacher and, and yeah she was bloodied up after that lor. and uh yeah so it, it, it's 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 no joke lah you know so um wild boars are dangerous uh but at the same time they're just part of our wildlife we just need to to adjust to them and, and learn how to avoid uh confrontations with them it's the same way when yeah. I you know when you go to a national park in the US right I mean if you see a bear you see a bear over there they don't encourage you to go and go and pet the bear go and touch the bear or try some to gardenia bread, uh. yeah, it, some gardenia bread essentially if you if you encounter a bear and you do anything with a bear basically you'll be charged uh, probably for for like uh, mischief or whatever but at the same time the bear might even kill you first lah, before you even get a chance to do anything to it so so it's yeah. like so we, I guess- we, we don't we don't have that concept of like oh wildlife can really fuck you up lah. right yeah, and I guess because also, I mean, that's where the the thing about their their wildlife laws being a lot more developed, la. And yeah. I think yeah, like Singapore, I totally agree with what you said. There's a lot more wildlife here than people imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, you said Circus Life has done a lot of, uh, interesting like edgy marketing before. What is an example mm. of something very edgy that from Wild Circus Life uh, that you thought was was pretty well done and quite cool? No, except our own video, like don't, don't say our own video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought there was one they did with the UTL uh, girls, UTL sixty sixty six, and now I think defunct Instagram account. Hey, yeah, they, actually, what happened to them? Uh? What happened to this UTL six six six? I have no idea. I have no oh. idea. I think they start started some talent agency, but I haven't heard much of it. Okay. Um, but they okay. did this one campaign where they vandalized some posters uh, by Circles Life at Boogies but it was all part of the plan yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they recorded it on their Instagram and it went pretty viral and yeah I thought that was quite quite well done because in, in essence they were damaging their own property mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't something that was kind of exploiting something that was a, a public space la. and I think more important it wasn't yeah encouraging people to do the same la, right although you could yeah. I mean, you could argue somewhat you that, can argue that you like, tell yeah. influencers but 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 this one outright is like saying that oh you can sign up for something a course to teach you how to do something like right so so that yeah. one is it, much more um it incites I think it incites the the action much more than the UTL six 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 one lah yeah I I just love that when there was a Straight Times article that was written about the the prank um the three comments that were there was one was get a life and then Circles Live responded. Hey, thank you for your feedback. Rest assured that this will not be left unheard. Have a good day. Stay safe. The next one is unoriginal and silly. Hi, appreciate in sharing your thoughts on this. Your feedback is important to us. We'll make sure this reaches our team. It is unethical to encourage people to break national laws as gimmicks for commercial use. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this. We'll make sure your feedback. <laughs> They're very thick skin. Very thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably, I mean, it just, it just felt, but in, in essence, right, look, they still got articles out of it. They still yep, got us yep. talking like for this, about this for like fucking 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. it's just are we are we part of the problem, Terence? Are we are we encouraging the vicious cycle of people who do stupid shit and get publicity out of it, which is exactly what they wanted? No, I mean I, I hope that our uh discussion about it makes people also think like that yeah, like, they don't just they, yeah, not everything you can just do for market as a marketing gimmick and get away with it like so easily also like and, and demand high demand more from your from your from your marketing uh from the marketing that you see around as well like like i think someone yeah like like recently there was this advertisement everyone was raving about uh it was a condominium advertisement that yeah, took a yeah. slightly dark dark comedy kind of turn to to it like yeah. and it was uh, a lot of people praised it right saying that it was very different from everything they had seen about, from condominiums before um mm. but but i i think uh, w- whether you like it or not the the point was that they 
tried something different uh, that that I think wasn't it wasn't inciting direct harm to anyone or mm. any group of people. So so I thought that was it was a good effort lah. And then that's we should encourage people to do more of that lah, right? Rather than yeah. stunts and to to get attention lah. And I think it also helps that neither of us subscribe to Circles Live, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. I mean, yeah, as as much as yeah, people should do the right thing. I bet you, if fucking Circle Life offered free data for the whole the whole year, people be like, uh, sure, why not? Why not? You talking about us, huh? right. You talking about us saying no, no, oh. no. I will no, like fucking uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. But <laughs> no. I mean, I'll, I just have to that's why I, I thought it was that. important to put a disclaimer up front that our engagement we with Circle Life with was them. yeah, our engagement with Circle Life was very long ago. And it's not yeah. uh something uh that, that it's not something that's lasted beyond that that one time. La. But I mean even if it did, I think this 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 is a stupid thing. La. And like uh I think they deserve to be called out. La. But they still got the free publicity. Yeah, yeah. I I'm saying yeah, even they did they deserve to be called out. But but the more important thing is that uh if Setting anyone context, is doubting uh, yeah, is anyone doubting yeah. our our so called uh yeah, like what what we think about it, or how uh, whether it's tainted by our relationship with them. We're just stating upfront that there isn't there hasn't been one for a very long time, la. Yeah, but to a certain extent, also, there's no way we can clarify every relationship about everyone we talk about at every point in time. I guess it's just it's just it takes two hands to clap, guys. We will do our mm. best to make sure that we give the context, but also whenever you are making uh, a claim that something is that or something is this. I think, yeah, it would be helpful to understand the context fully as well. Yep. Because, yeah, there's no way we can cover all bases. La. Yep, correct, correct. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so now, well, it's been a, this has been a long one. Now is our one shock thing. Uh, yeah, right? I think it was good that it was, I mean, the, 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 like, the first topic I thought was like, um, you know, it's, an, it's a, like, like we said, there's no clear answer for it. La, but at the same time, it's, it, it's worth discussing because it's part of our... It's part of every, I mean, something that we we come across every day, and and, yeah. and, and in society, like, Right. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yo, do you want to go first for your one shot thing? Yeah, I can go first. Uh, so, uh, I recently caught the the latest trailer of Chef's Table season seven, and like, I must admit that I was never the biggest fan of Chef's Table, and this one I attribute to my girlfriend being a huge foodie and. Get letting getting me into Chef's Table. I haven't watched every episode, but I must say that almost every episode I I watch, I really like how, yeah, the food element is a big part of it, but the they really focus on the story of the chef behind it, and every episode is self-contained. And the trailer for fucking episode seven, right, is fucking is dope, man. It, it's 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 like cinematically really nice. The way they edited it, the way they the people they cover, and they talk about what. Not the food per se. The food, okay, it's about barbecue and all that. But about what barbecue means to them. I just thought it was super slick. La. Super slick. Mm. Yeah. So that's your one Nothing you shit la. on. La. Chef, chef yeah, table. Thing. Okay, I, can, okay. I can sense the condescension in your voice. La. No, I mean, I mean, no, it's not condescension. It's, I've never no, watched it, you. so I can't say anything about yeah. it. La. I know, but I can feel like you're like, oh, that's it. Uh. That's huh? your one joke thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let I think me someone, created, with mine. someone created a meme or something that I've yeah that was I awesome. I rubbed my hands together whenever <laughs> Harish is saying his one joke thing because I can't wait to shit on it. That was pretty funny. Can't wait to shit on it. Yeah. yeah. And today was today was a different kind of shit. It was a subtle shit, which is still shitting on my fucking one joke thing. Mm. You still you now you've reached a point where <laughs> even you your non shitting on is a shit. That, that, God that, damn it. 
It's, it's in your head already. It's, in your, it's on your head already. Uh, but that's when you know it's a problem. Uh. Yeah, what's yours? My one joke thing is, uh, there's this awesome game that, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's awesome. I haven't played it, but it looks fun and the reviews are good. There's this game on Switch and, and the PC, I think, uh, on PS4 as well, called the Untitled Goose Game, where you actually get to be a, a, a goose in a village mm. and you are given certain missions like to steal someone's keys or to make someone fall into a pond things like that and then you have oh, to devise shit. ways to do that by you know quacking at him distracting the person or stealing his eyeglasses so that he walks into he falls over shit and all that lah. so all along this game has been lauded for its uh, it's, it's very irreverent and the, the, the graphics all that are very basic but it's just funny lah, to be a goose and to go around like and, and irritate people uh, that that being a primary mission, so that game has always been. I always wanted to try it, but now like apparently in September it's gonna get a huge update, which will make it even more awesome, because it's actually gonna become a two-player game. They're providing a free update to people who already bought the one-player game. They're gonna make yeah. it a two-player co-op, so that you and uh, your friend can go together to complete these missions. Ah, uh, like team up to go in. Uh, uh, both of you are uh, geese. And you can team up to go and disturb people <laughs> and complete your missions together. La. So the yeah, it just sounds like the kind of game that that uh you know, whether you're a couple or even just have a friend who loves oh, to G people or that. This sounds like the kind of thing that would be damn fun for two people to play. It sounds dope, man. Yeah. And my favorite yeah. thing about the Wikipedia article I'm reading is un- untitled goose game originated from a stock photograph of a goose that a house house employee posted. So house house is the the gaming yeah. developer. Uh, the game, uh, that a house house employee posted in the company's internal communications. This sparked a conversation about geese. The team put the idea aside for a few months until they realized that it had the potential to be a fun game. Mm. Holy shit! So yeah. apparently, it com it was uh it was it, it combines stealth mechanics with a lack of violence to create humorous in-game scenarios. Yeah. God damn. So even the name. It yeah. it came from a last-minute decision in preparing the title as an entry for a games festival, and they just stuck with it. Untitled yeah. Goose Game. Yep. So so oh, damn, September twenty third. Magic of serendipity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. T- a two player mode coming on September twenty third. So awesome. you have played the one player mode. Uh no, I've not. I've not. But I've really wanted to try it. But I always felt, oh, you know, it's so much money to pay for just a one player game that lasts for a few hours. But now that it's two player, I feel like okay, this is a must buy so that you know can I can play my wife and all. I see. But is she on board with the with the geese? I guess I have to make her on board with the goose part of it. Uh, oh, so it's part of your plan, la. yeah. I, I, plan, because if you bought if you bought the one yeah. play one before, she'll be like, Terrence, what the fuck are you yeah, doing yeah, yeah. becoming a geese? Now you now you can tell her that we become geese together. Yeah. And and because oh, we just spoke about it, I hope there's no 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 acts of violence against the geese, because we don't want to we don't want to uh you know make light of violence against geese. La. Yeah, but if you're a goose listening, <laughs> please feel free to to call us out, like call just us out. fly. No, not call us out. Like just go. Feel free to just quack at like uh uh people around you, la. I yeah. don't even know if geese quack or whether they make any other noise. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm yeah. watching this clip on YouTube and the game does look awesome. Yeah, it looks fun, right? Yep. But that's my yeah. one shock thing. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. All right. So cool. we will. All right. See y'all. Uh, soon? As, yeah. See y'all. Uh, talk on. Talk to y'all soon. On Reddit. See y'all soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Bye-bye.